Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo!
Voice Chat. I'm Jose Otero, and this is IGN's Nintendo Show. And coming up on Nintendo Voice Chat, we've got... Well, the Switch! The Switch is here! What am I doing? The Switch is here. We're going to spend some time talking about it. In the first segment, though, we have some bad news. Virtual Console is not coming to Switch at launch. In the second segment, we're going to give you our impressions, live hands-on, of everything that you see on this table when we cut back outside. And then, uh, spoiler-free talk about Zelda, followed by your questions. So, here to talk about it with me is Per Schneider. Hello. Alana Pierce. Hi. And making his new set NVC debut, oh. Oh. Brendan Graver. Hey. We have Nancy. upgraded, right? <laughs> Remember the dark closet? Nobody's here to talk about that. Nobody's here to talk about that. Everyone wants to talk about uh, no virtual console at launch. So, no, you can't talk about that. You can't talk about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what you can't talk. No am virtual I, console I, at launch. Am I fired? Is, is more no, not yet. Okay. More. But those more listening to the audio version, that <gasps> was just hand. He's getting a little grabby. He's getting the grabby switch, with the switch. All right, all right. Let's, let's start with. Sorry, Sean. If you're if you're in the booth, just face palming. I apologize. <laughs> We're going to talk about no virtual console on Switch. Uh, in a press release today about a special Nindy's broadcast, which. Could kind of be interpreted as code name for not a Nintendo Direct, but is a Nintendo Direct. Uh, this broadcast that they announced that's happening next week on Monday. They said in the press release, virtual con- console games will not be available on Nintendo Switch at launch. We'll share more information in the future. So our thoughts. I mean, we kind of knew this would happen being so close to system launch and them not saying a word. It's such a selling point that if this were going to happen at launch, they would have spoken about it. I think we kind of expected it. What I take from this is it's them saying it's not going to be available at launch means that it might be available eventually. Mm-hmm. It could mean that they just don't want to shut that door officially and mm-hmm. maybe they're not working on it. But mm-hmm. uh, the hopeful side of me thinks that this means it's going to come maybe later this year or early next year. It's, okay. I mean, Virtual Console is 100% coming to the system, right? Like It's such a great value proposition to take the the games of the past with you on the go and they just have this tremendous catalog. So it's going to happen. I, was, I wasn't I was actually surprised that it wasn't going to be there at, at, at launch simply mm-hmm. because they haven't talked about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was for a while worried that eShop wasn't there at launch because Nintendo has done staggered releases, right? Yeah. And honestly, so have other uh, platforms before it. It's not like the Xbox 360 launch with all the features that you had at the end of the life cycle with Xbox Live. And so, um, but... Uh, you know, the, the big question we all have is like, what's the account system like? Is there anything for people who have owned the games before? Or is this something that they, that there isn't? And so they didn't want to have this at launch and talk about the fact of that, that you have to rebuy everything. So we don't know, right? Yeah. And they were kind of in this week that you, they were able to, uh, make your own, uh, username on mm-hmm. the My Nintendo yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that that kind of leads to like, hey, we'll have a bigger account system going in. And hopefully, like if you bought something previously, you can switch it over. Okay. And certainly your money. Like, yeah. yeah. Certainly the money you spend on cards or, or the money you have sitting in your, your 3DS will transfer over to the Switch. So the account yeah. system already allows for, you know, for the virtual currency to be shared across all the different systems. So that's, that's already another good sign. Yeah. yeah. But whether they'll give us a game for free that we already bought, that's... Yeah, I know you guys yeah. have to look like, like how many times we bought in Zelda 1. Like yeah. Yeah. every yeah. single console. No, and, and, and presumably, like, let, I mean, let's call it here. There's going to be an upgrade fee. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. there's a world where you are just going to get access to those games and it's going to be at no cost. I mean, if that's not the case, like, please, Nintendo, like, make sure that um, that is what you're working on and and getting done. But I do want to bring up here that uh, this is an interesting move only because we do live in a world now where you can play virtual console games on a... uh, different system that you can buy being the nes classic like the idea that there are virtual console games sort of separated from it now that is not me suggesting in any way shape or form 
I don't think that's the case. I think legitimately they didn't say anything at the presentation because they weren't sure. And I think now they're pretty damn sure mm-hmm. that yeah. that thing is not, uh, virtual console is not ready. But it is an interesting time because Nintendo has done a lot of diversification over the last year. Yeah. And when you look at, um, the NES Classic and this idea of a separate device that people who don't buy Nintendo devices can go get, uh, you know, and get that experience, it just makes you wonder, like, uh, like what, we know it's coming, and I think it happens in the next six months. I don't, I don't know if it's the end of the year. If it is the end of the year, I think people would riot. There's a good reason yeah. why it's not available. I mean, you may not agree with it, but Nintendo is rolling out a subscription service, right? You're going mm-hmm. to pay for your online access, and you're going to pay to play special versions of these classic games. With um, online multiplayer. With online multiplayer. Yeah. And so I do think that that factored into the decision-making. It's not that hard for them to launch the virtual console uh, service or even to just have these games purchased from the store right like I don't think that there was a technical hurdle to get in this life but I do think it would have taken away a little bit of that specialness factor that when this plan rolls out in the first uh, month you're going to get Mario Kart I don't know what games are going to be in it well, but or- you're going to get Mario Kart and you're going to play it online and it's a classic game and then maybe there may, there may be the ability to also buy it and keep it or something so yeah. I think it'll be more centered around that launch that the classic games are coming back we've spoken about this before Jose but it does mm. seem like a lot of their marketing strategy has been to roll things out slowly so that people are focusing on one thing at a time like the thesis initially is this is the console that you can take anywhere it's portable that's the part they're trying to sell they're trying to tell us how awesome the joy cons are they don't want people to focus too much on virtual console which funnily enough everyone kind of is that's the thing i really care about because it's missing whenever exactly (laughs) it's probably missing so they can focus on the other things rather than just giving us too much to chew on at once yeah but but i think the other part of this sorry brendan i'll turn over to you is uh is Nintendo behind the scenes finally working on a quote unquote a plan? Uh, meaning that, you know, the, the biggest complaint about virtual console for the past two generations of home consoles that it's been on, and maybe this, uh, maybe even you could say this about 3DS, is the staggered release strategy of like, okay, we have three this week, we have nothing next week, we have two weeks of nothing, but here we got more uh, in this one. And we've saw like different instances where like, okay, now N64 games are around. And now they're not. And now Wii games are around. And, yeah. and it would like just come and go as, you know, the Nintendo roller coaster uh, would just keep happening. Um, I wonder or hope that that may be one of the reasons or something that is getting worked out. Right. Because the they're trying to fix that ahead of time and, mm-hmm. and decide a kind of release schedule now. Yeah. 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 I mean, I hope so. I, I hope so, too, especially just saying that them saying that they're trying to make the first year of Nintendo Switch a memorable one. You know, Brendan, you were yeah, going to say. Yeah, to Alana's point, I think even with eShop titles, like they are controlling the message where we don't know all of the eShop titles and the uh, independent developers. Mm-hmm. Like, we know, like, oh, we have, like, a release in March sometime, but we can't say anything yet. And, like, we're just this week, we're going to have to, like, a shovel night. We finally know a release date for that, and I mean, some things get pushed point. back. Those devs would absolutely know the release date. Yeah. For whatever <laughs> reason, they're not allowed to tell us, right? And yeah. I wonder what that reason is. And I think that they just want to, like, let's focus on Zelda. Yeah. And then, you know, once the launch happens, and then, hey, there's also all these wonderful mm. uh, eShop titles as well. Yeah. Yeah. I hope by April or May there's more to be said, uh, definitely before E3, because you're not going to talk about it at E3. I think that it is a, it, it would not go over well at, at sort of this big trade show like event for them to wait that long to say something. Well, when's the, when's uh, the, the, the service launching? The, uh, the, paid serv- service. the paid service launches in the fall, in the fall I believe. Like, I'm, I'm guessing like we're talking August, September. 
um, which coincidentally is around the time Splatoon 2 is but coming see, around. That's, but that's, that's paid version. I'm yeah. asking that because I, I do think like if the paid service, we, we, we don't really know yet what it's going to be. It could be pretty freaking awesome, right? Yeah, we talked about know, the, yeah. the BS service, uh, uh, the satellite service for Zelda in the past <laughs> where you, you got episodes streamed to you. We don't know what it's going to be. It could be really, really unique and different. Mm-hmm. And that, if it is, then it makes sense to, to use E3 as yeah. a vehicle to announce it. But yeah, Maybe. I agree just saying Super Mario Brothers is back again for yeah, you five put bucks. That on stage or, in a, or in yeah. a digital event, like that's just not exciting. I mean, you could yeah. have done that with the NAS Classic at E3. You chose not to. Well, or they you come know. back and they say, guess what? Earthbound is now in English. Like then yeah. you have something, right? Uh, that's I mean, a fan play. Though. The way I yeah. would reveal Virtual Console is by giving us a trailer of all of the games that are coming to Virtual Console. Show us a highlights reel of games that we love that we can now play portable and like have it as something saying you can play all of these games on the go now. Yeah. And I think that's a really good marketing yeah, and, strategy, and, but I don't think we're going to get it for a point, while. No, and to that point, great point is just have like all of them ready. Like yeah. have as many systems as possible. Come up with a strategy where you are not going through these gaps or you're bringing up a new system to then throw it away yeah. two, two weeks to a month later because you just don't have games to put out on that right now. I wonder since uh, with the nature of the Switch, do you think we'll have Wii Virtual Console? I don't think so. We talked about it on the show before. So. Um, this, these do not work the same way we remote and uh, nunchuck do. And I know some people would say, oh, well, they absolutely do. They have motion control. Not entirely. Uh, there's no pointer on this. And That's some true. games that use like, you know, motion sensing as, uh, you know, they use the gyrometer as a, as a pointer. There's like a motion pointer, for example, in Skyward Sword. You didn't mm-hmm. have to use a mm-hmm. sensor bar at all in that game. A majority of the other games did have that. That's true, they you did. Know, Mario the Galaxy, you, Mario Galaxy 2. Yeah. You'd have to refactor them. Like, yeah. every, anything's possible, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, could you pull off even, like, the early pointer games with this? Probably, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but you would have to go in. You can't just straight up emulate. You have yeah. to change the code. Yep. Yeah. All right, so other part of this announcement, which was already brought up, but I just want to make sure we get both games mentioned in. On March 3rd, Fast Remix and uh, Shovel Knight will be coming out. Uh, so they're both launch games uh, so now, excited. which is really cool. Yeah, and Shovel Knight will have uh, the latest expansion. Lake of Shadow. Uh, no, uh, Spectre of Torment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where have you been? Yeah, I get, I get them crossed all the time because uh, yeah. I, I really enjoy Lake of Shadow. Yeah, we have a, a preview of uh, that on, on the site if you want to check that out. Uh, last week, I believe, uh, Joshua Yell, who did a great job on that. Do you think, do you, I mean... Uh, these all three seem like if you missed it titles, right? Like oh, yeah, totally. it's not it's not like you're going in the eShop and you're like, "Is this game you've never seen before?" It's like one is a remix, the other we have played Shovel Knight before, yeah, but, right? Well, but the remix happened on a system that the audience wasn't there to appreciate it, and we've said on the sure. show that game was solid. I sure, think sure, no. having a game like that at launch is a great thing. Shovel Knight. Not sure as much the dent it's going to make because it's everywhere, but yeah. we'll see. It's it's a really it's probably the best retro game you're going to get at launch. Yeah, yeah. that's without question. I do like that. Spectre Torment is like its own thing. Yeah, it's a it's a new expansion, and you can buy the expansion separately now. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. original Shovel Knight, uh, Plague of Shadows, and Spectre of Torment. You don't have to buy the Treasure Trove, which is all of them. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised there wasn't a unique game. Like it kind of like a reason to go into the eShop because there's something that you can only download from, you know, yeah, but that's on, like on day one. That, I think that's later in March. It, you know. it is later, yeah. 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 You don't no, want absolutely. to put that up against Zelda. Yeah. yeah. I guess you buy the system for Zelda, so then how much time are you going to have to to look at the, the rest yeah. of the stuff? But All right, well, we're going to move on. I'm getting on. it for Bomberman, too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, you're I'm, excited. I'm a yeah. Puyo Tetris guy, too. Okay. 
All right. Uh, so uh, round two, then uh, we're going to basically share our live impressions of the switch, which we have right here uh, in the office. I'm not trying to taunt you. I'm just trying to show you it's here. Uh, we also have a bunch of Amiibo. Um, we've got docks. We've got stuff. I mean, pick up pro controllers. Go around. I've touched this enough. Uh, just just t- tell the folks at home what you feel, what you think. I just oh, feel so sorry if anyone who listens to audio versions of this kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry if you're listening. various things. Maybe for this Maybe one. You can just- hear it as I'm putting it really close to the microphone. Uh, Which yep. on the thumbsticks? Oh, well, I'm sorry, audio listeners. No, uh, maybe instead, just for, for this, this one, you should come and listen to the video. What's it? Uh, yeah, YouTube.com slash Nintendo Wish Chat. Yeah. All right. So, uh, oh, you got to hit the release on the back on that. <laughs> Ilana almost Watch Alana yank- break it in real time, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. And you just really wanted quit. to make the noise, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, I think our, our, our impressions, I don't know, you guys got to play it in advance as well, right? Yeah, you got to try it out. Yep. You, again, like whenever you pick up the unit, it just feels it feels thin. Mm-hmm. It does, yeah. you know, like yeah. it's like you don't expect it to be that thin when you take it out. When you see it without the Joy-Con, you should do mm-hmm. that once. Just take the Joy-Con. Oh no, off, I have done that. Oh, okay. Um, oh, and and show it to the audience because it's like it becomes. It's an improbably uh, tiny console. The, it is you know? really small. And like we're so used to iPads too and iPhones and they're obviously powerful. But when and if you hold it like console, this, it looks like someone's e-reader. Like, I mean, <laughs> and I've been walking around with it. Size of an iPhone 6 Plus. Yeah. Like it's, it is it really It was amazing cool. <laughs> just like showing like uh, Sam like the screenshots like, and Zelda. I was just like flipping yeah. through them and like it looked bigger. so like natural. Yeah. Um, Not much though. Yeah. That's, it's crazy. Yeah. And this is your battery. This is your console, yeah. your processor. This is everything except the controller. Um, um, couple of impressions to share with folks. I'm not a huge fan of where you slide the game card in. Yeah, I just feel it's a little spongy. Can yeah. you touch that? A bit like, spongy, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't stay locked in place, which has been a little minor oh, gripe of mine. Yeah, you're right. Mm. Um, the kickstand on the flip side, uh, you got to put some force to get this I in. Felt you better like have I was some nails. Yeah, I was scared. Time. Yeah. Um, also, kids at home, in case you haven't heard, don't dock it when the kickstand is out. That's bad. Uh, <laughs> just it will off? rip off, but yeah. you can put it back don't, in. But Don't uh, drive with the doors open. I yeah. had the same feeling in the 3DS covers when I was trying to get them off. Like I think I was going to break them. Oh, yeah, but at yeah. least you don't have to unscrew anything on this yeah, thing. That, like, that, that, that's, that's the, nice the saving grace. I do think a lot of those kickstands are going to break off. Yeah, no, there's kids who are just excited. Oh, I'm coming! Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Um, that can be interpreted in many ways. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, a little back, in the back. The dock here. Um, I mean, folks have seen the photography. I'm trying to think of... Okay, so let's talk about experience. So, uh, if you tap the home button on any controller that's synced to the console, uh, it should wake it. Um, can I do it? Tap the home are button you gonna on get that. mad at me? Yeah, no, I'm not going to get mad at you. All right, All right so it's on. And uh, at you know this what's point, crazy the idea that we could play this console on a podcast right now, no TV, nothing set up. <laughs> well, we have like, it. We can't yeah. do that with anything else. That's that's insane. Uh, a couple of other small things. It is, and it, it's something that uh, the past couple of days I've kind of been uh, uh, kind of adapting to. So check this out. You have your battery icon in the top right. Like if you tap that, you're able to bring up the the percentage of the battery charged left. Uh, it's not like an iPad. It's blowing yeah, my mind right now. We're all noise. selecting yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah. If, if you're hearing noises, like it sounds like weird <laughs> springs. That's that's uh, the UI and how it works. It's really bizarre. You can click the thumbstick um, in and you get a little Easter egg sound to let you know yeah. the system is working. So I will say that the Joy-Con grip, as awesome as the system has been and playing it has been, the Joy-Con grip to me, I, I think last night it finally occurred to me why I have felt kind of weird about it. Is it because I you think, have like sh- hands the size no, of boats? So I think <laughs> shape, uh, in terms of shape, thanks. In terms of shape. No, it's not that, but I do. It's fine. <laughs> Um, <laughs> quite, on, quite on, on. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> and we lost them. Right. Why, why, why do I put up with this? 
<laughs> Sean, uh, take the okay. time code. Uh, so I think the shape of the controller is fine. I think it's too light. Okay. Um, and I think yeah. it, it just has to do with the hollow shell that they decided that they decided on for this thing. Now, this is a charging grip, by the way. And the way you know the difference is that it has a USB-C right at the top. And that's used to basically charge the Joy-Con while they're in the system. So as some long of as you're plugged the Joy-Con grips don't have charges? The, the ones that come in the, the box. The that comes within the box doesn't have yeah, that. Interesting. I didn't know really that. Yeah. That's still something that's wow. getting around, that's believe what, it or not. That's one of my biggest gripes I had. Because there's so many things to worry about charging, like the the Joy Cons need to be charged. Your console needs to be yeah. charged. If you're not plugged in, yeah. something's got to be charged, yeah. and they yeah. run out. You know, so you can get a the one that comes in the box does not come with the charger. But you can buy a separate Joy Con grip for thirty yeah. bucks. Otherwise, yeah. the, the only way that you can yeah. charge Joy Cons is when it's in the Switch console in the dock. Yeah, right. it has to be or plugged to power, That's like not necessarily Which means dock, you have to have yeah. another controller that also needs to be yeah. charged, so like your, your pro controller. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. it's got to be charged. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I agree with you. I mean, weight-wise, that that does feel light. It's not It's not as light as sh- I thought it yeah, would be when you just said that. The shape is good. That. Yeah, the shape yeah. is fine. I just, think it, could be a, yeah, I just yeah. think it could be a little heavier. That, I thought that the, the weird, like the asymmetric design was going to throw me off, and it took me like five minutes. When you say asymmetric design, what do you mean? Sticks? Sticks. Okay, got it, got it. And the, the D-pads and the, like, it, it threw me off for like a little bit, and then I was just getting used to it, and then now I'm just perfectly okay with it. the angle is different with the Pro Controller. Your hand is at a different angle in touching the right thumbstick. Mm-hmm. It feels a little different. You definitely, it's a little bit more like the 3DS yeah. where you like a and little sometimes bit, you like, reaching, my muscle, right? I'll forget where it is. Yeah. I go like, wait, it's not here. Yeah, I'll yeah, go up here. Yeah, I went through that adjustment, and now I'm just trained to go uh, sort of lower for that uh, analog stick. I will say the thing that I'm not used to is where Select is. I'm constantly yeah. like, in Zelda, when you press the minus button, it brings up the map. Yeah. And uh, you need that, obviously. It's an important tool. And every once in a while when I'm finally like, oh, I guess I should check the map and see how far I am. I'm like, oh, wait. Oh, oh it's up there. Um, there. There's just that adjustment I mean, they period. They fit a stuff. lot of thing into some very small <clears throat> columns. Yeah. But holding this, I agree that it is super light. The thing that uh, I'm finding slightly uncomfortable, which I know that if I spend a lot of time, I totally forget about, mm-hmm. is just that I can actually feel everything when I have my hands on the back. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you totally. hold a controller, usually yeah, you're yeah. wrapped around the outside. You yeah, can't, yeah, yeah. It's like I feel like there's like a a barrier that's stopping my fingers. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, uh, did you ever use the chat pad on the 360? Yes. I did. It yeah, reminds yeah. me of that, yeah. where it had that little it's overhang kind of in the there, space but I don't, I don't really think that would bother me yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, I feel no. like this is a good size, but yep. yeah, yep. I can imagine there's totally a learning curve with getting used to how much stuff they've put into very, very small areas. Yep. Uh, when you take a screenshot, you hear a shutter noise, um, and uh, the gallery is really cool. The gallery feature, the album, uh, it has pinch to zoom. Through. It's yeah, you amazing. Can drag, yep, that's right. Yeah, how um, do you guys feel about the touchscreen? The touchscreen is great, mm-hmm. and that is what. Uh, when we get to the Zelda portion, uh, it is the one thing. And I guess I'll say it now. Uh, it is the one thing about Zelda that I do not understand. Hmm. Um, uh, Zelda is the the system seller. Zelda is the you know this is the game to own a Switch for, and yet. One of the cheap, one of the not cheap, one of the chief innovations on the device itself. Cheap and cheap of very different things. Yeah, um, I don't know where that came from. I'm tired. I have slept like five (laughs) hours. Yeah, I mean, you were here like what, 10 p.m. last night? 11:30. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Zelda, Uh, Zelda reviews. There, you gotta love them. Um, We were talking about touchscreen. The idea that the flagship game doesn't use it. It just feels really weird to me. No, um, for the inventory. Yeah, for inventory, for map, stop pressing buttons. <laughs> <laughs> for, I'm going to take away your Joy-Con. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, yeah, not for map, not for inventory, not for anything, which has wow. been, um, it, it's just, it just strikes me as odd. Uh, it, it, And I get it. Like, you can make the argument, well, the minute you dock it, like, you, you, that gets taken away. I'm like, yeah, but I played demos at the Nintendo event in New York, 
And Mario Kart, I can select courses and do all that right through the touchscreen. Yeah. Um, so it, and it's and there are no touch features on either Wii U or uh, Switch version. It's yeah, I, I agree. It's a weird thing. It f- would feel like a very simple thing to to pull off during the development yeah. process. I'm I'm wondering why whether there was a reason why they deliberately didn't do it because of the kind of like well how do I do it when I dock it because they don't want you discourage you want to yeah. discourage you from docking it or if it's just it was like this one thing. In the long list yeah. of features, and they're like, you know what? Let's cut this one. We yeah. gotta get yeah, the sucker out, get right? This out but I guess time. it's also unnatural to hold something, and you're holding the controllers on either side, and then you have to take one hand away to press something. Like it's not really an organic movement, but it might make things faster. I agree. Yeah, and it, it just it's just more for the uh, for the map that yeah. it, it becomes a thing for me, where I want to like just scrub around very quickly versus yeah. scrolling, scrolling yeah. up. Okay, I like the scrolling noise. Scrolling down. Yeah, no, it sounds like that game. That's how they scroll. It's a little how we scroll. Um, so a couple of other fo- points for folks. Uh, if you have the dock set up, it's connected to the AC adapter. If you plug in anything into the USBs, it's charging. It can charge anything even when the system's not docked. It's not a requirement to dock the system in order to charge anything. Uh, I was charging a portable US, uh, USB uh, battery pack, like a portable battery. I noticed. Uh, for it. Um, it uses portable batteries, by the way. You yeah. can plug in a USB-C awesome. at the bottom. Oh, cool. You're good. I use it in my friend's car on Monday night. That's awesome. Yep. What so the two things I noticed... Uh, was that the AC adapter? Hold that up. There you go. I hate this. You don't I don't like how big this is. Hate? Hate's such a strong it word. It is, but it's, it's not so much <laughs> Have a hate. You that. owned an Xbox. <laughs> yeah. What did you do that? That is tiny. <laughs> yeah. But is the, your point that, you know, there's, there's things that when they come like that, it takes up two PowerPoints? That's my thing because oh, yeah. where I live, the building was built in the 40s. They, I have like two outlets in the living room. Yeah. And yeah. one is behind the TV and one's on the far side of the room and I sit in the other corner so I have this giant power strip going on the side and I have a, almost all of them fill up. I have one at the end yeah. and I try to put it in but they're like I have a, one of those giant power cords uh, in the yeah. middle so I had to rearrange everything because it's too just long just to get to yeah, fit. Yeah, that is yeah. annoying. I, I, have, I got a tiny violin somewhere. Hold on. I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> I hear it's, it's a small I have, but I'm power kidding. conditioners and like even there it's conditioners? tough to get into it. Oh, I would much yeah, rather put the giant brick oh in the middle than the God. So your stuff doesn't break when you have an outage. It's California. Like electricity just disappears once in a while. You don't know GM Wop. It like it like carefully shuts down the device. This is the first time yeah. I've ever heard of this. Okay, What's well, wrong with sorry, you people? What you, is don't, that? you don't love your machines? I love my machines. <laughs> We're all very tall. No, it's it's a it's a thing that makes sure that the uh it makes sure that your current is steady and if there is an outage it will disconnect any connected devices gracefully. So I instead of going zap, spark, boom, yeah, everything is I've used a uh it's like an anti shock power board mm-hmm. that basically everything that was plugged in it, would just switch itself off that's what it's called in australia it's anti-shock power board oh what is it it's like it's anti uh surge anti-surge that's the one that i'm out yeah. of but it's, it's an a anti-shock surge protector yeah it's just a surge protector power yeah. conditioner same yeah, thing. okay like it just does a little bit more well i thought that you had like an air conditioning system yes, for your I power have. board to keep it <laughs> it's cool a garage, or something it's, it's an like, entire garage trying to put a joy con <laughs> between both of you so another Take thing no, that no, i had besides the ac thing is i noticed uh i was playing at my computer so when I was getting low on battery, I charged the thing via uh, a USB into my computer. Mm-hmm. And it did charge, but not enough charge to actually bring it back up. It was just slowly falling, really slowly. Huh. Um, I can, you know see when you charge a phone, like it doesn't charge as fast as you can do the wall. <clears throat> sure. yeah. So I think the, the power wasn't enough for it to actually, if I think it was, it was off, mm-hmm. it would have charged. But since I was already playing while I was charging the, uh, the computer, it was just falling at a much slower rate. 
Right. Nope. Interesting to note. If you ever play um, by computer. So I, yeah. I played uh, like a, a couple of hours of Zelda just like this. Oh, you did the relaxed oh, yeah. pose? Right yeah, the relaxed pose, just like thinking. <laughs> like, like the monkeys? Yeah, and just, you know, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you power that pose. And, and it is adaptable, but definitely, uh, and if you just come in close here, you'll see that my pinky, pretty much like the bottom of uh, these controllers, the handles just aren't long, right? Like, and that's kind of the thing. Dude, looking I, at I, that I, close yeah. up, your hands are so big. They're, I know. They're, they're, we say that on the show a lot, I've been told. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, I got used to it. It's yeah. not something that it's un- super uncomfortable, but at the same time, it's not the most comfortable way to play. The most comfortable way to play, in my opinion, is the Pro Controller, which is going to run you another 70 bucks. You can play this way. There's nothing wrong with playing it this way. If your hands are smaller, you'll probably like it a little more. Like a normal tube probably would be more comfortable than for like a Colossus type. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the giant <laughs> it, was, it was okay for me. They're they small. Like they're small. Obviously, you want to put that the strap on there so you have a nicer edge and a little bit more heft, right? I did that the first night. I, I, I didn't think it made a huge improvement. I feel so that these, um, that yeah. these Joy-Con <laughs> straps... This must be torture to anyone who's listening. I'm so sorry about yeah. that. Yeah, no, it's just these uh, no. these Joy-Con straps. Uh, yeah, there's there's a little more to it, but it's bit. still, I don't know. It, it it's it's the same problem to me. I would yeah. say that Zelda even it's says this, when you take the things out, like, hey, you should probably play this in the grip. Well, and like, my other thing is the the strap is better just for if you're playing as mm-hmm. a player one or player two. Yeah. To me, yeah. this is like why this exists. Yeah. It is to help you deal with how your fingers will be. When you're holding this like that, yeah. So can uh, I just so, ask, when yeah. you uh, play it with the two Joy Cons separately and one in each hand, mm-hmm. the thing that I was hoping that that would do is that I would just forget that I was sort of holding them. Was it so uncomfortable that you were constantly aware? <laughs> just yeah, just, it just fall out of your hands you fall asleep. <laughs> I just want it to be so casual that I'm not actively like, thinking. That's about the it. sound you make when you. Yeah, oh. no, that's when I wake up because the control is um, off. <laughs> to answer your question, uh, I feel like. It didn't take long for me. Like yeah, I was just kind was of like fine. at first I was like yeah. this, and then I kind of like you know like that. I slouched back. Mm-hmm. My hands were like yeah, you know, kind of yeah. free. So yeah, it, it kind of felt like I didn't have to think about it as much. Yeah, yeah, no, same. I I, I just kind of ch- kept trying to find different positions to to sort of put my body in and just keep playing and. I don't know. I just, I just I feel kept like that's doing really that cool. Fine. Yeah, you have new like hardware chilling. that you're like challenging your posture with. Yeah, I'm just oh, like I've cross, played your arms my crossed. whole life sitting like this. Now I'm want. just like crossed or <laughs> like or like oh man, this thing. I just don't know what to do. <laughs> um, I, I pitched yeah. a, a bit fight challenge where someone has the switch with the game and they start running away. You have to chase them while chasing the screen so you can keep playing. Oh, so BitFight's a series that we um, have weird caveats when you, where you play a game. A cool idea would be to play a Switch game, but one person can see the screen and has to tell the people with the controllers no. what no, to do. to the right, to the right. Yeah, to that could be fun. Other right. yeah. You have to communicate like your other team. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I think I've hit on everything uh, I, I want to. The system makes a lot of weird noises on the lock screen, uh, depending on what button you press. I was going to bring this up. Uh, like, bring a, yeah, it, sure. it doesn't actually make a lot of noise when it's on the go. Like, I was expecting it to have more fan noise. No, yeah, no, yeah, it's very yeah. Right. Oh, and also, um, just the, the there was a lot of worry over oh. performance um, in terms of you know CPU clocks that that down clock or up clock. It definitely up when clocks it's when it's undocked. in the dock, mm-hmm. um, and you notice it because after playing Zelda for like two, three, four hours, it's hot. Yeah. It's hot when it comes out of that dock. Not super hot, like blister hot, but it's noticeably. But warmer. not first generation PS4 hot where it goes. Vroom. 
no, like no, none of, no yeah. noise whatsoever. No. No. In fact, the first night I thought I heard noise and then realized, oh crap, it's the PSVR. Uh, um, <laughs> what's the box that comes with it that connects to the console? Oh, yeah, I know it's a magic yeah. box. Yeah, it's it's a it's the power magic box air conditioner yeah, portable. it has a fan and so at <laughs> first i was like what is it and i was like oh wait oh no let me take that out. oh no it didn't make um, a sound i have to ask in relation to that how do you guys feel about the battery life have you had different experiences with different games um, so we only have zelda, we only have zelda. <laughs> oh we only have zelda yes. well i will have you know that i have just dance on my desk nice okay so ah. let us know how that goes yep yeah, we'll be playing that next week. Very exciting. You can just dance for three to six hours. Yeah, I get it. Okay, yeah. so it is that's a long hours? time. I don't know. I was just so with Zelda, <laughs> I got to around the two forty mark before okay. I ran for the charger. That's still pretty good. Um, yeah. And I, I was scared of losing progress. Found out this morning uh, in uh, a story reported by a much braver person than I uh, that uh, when it shuts down, uh, this was a uh, Silicon Era. Nice job, guys. Um, when it runs out of juice, it will save the state of the game. So that oh, when good. you tug it really back good. in, you're okay. Does it so do if that you're on Animal the road, crossing thing where when you turn it back on, there's like a character that guilt you about it. Gets angry about you, and then you lie. Do it because you feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> battery yeah. died. Write a letter of apology. Yeah. definitely, definitely. Hopefully um, not. No. <laughs> no, no, but no. that's a that's a really great feature because I'm yep. always terrified when I'm on an airplane and my 3ds starts blinking red. I'm like, ah, oh, like, yeah. and that's the it's scary the blinking. Point. It's like, burr, 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 yeah. burr. you're like, oh my god, I need to charge. I need yeah. to charge it now. Red alert. Red alert. Yeah. yeah, I feel like um, 240 is really. I'm so happy that we can get external batteries. That's the biggest thing to me because you can buy batteries that hold a hell of a lot of charge mm-hmm. these days. You can get yep. eight hours out of. I mean, they're expensive but you yeah. can get a lot of time so yep, yep. i mean you know i keep thinking when i fly to australia to see my family taking one of those on a plane just sounds perfect to me yep. the, the only weird thing when it comes to battery and charging is still the placement of the port mm-hmm. i get that the port had to be there for the dock but it's like when you prop it up there's nothing that allows you to plug it yeah that's the one thing you oh. can't do you can't but there will be solutions. There will be like little stands and stuff with a pass through. Right. Um, it's yeah. that, it's still like with a system that feels so well designed. It's just a weird oversight to that me. is a bit odd. Yeah. See to me though, I wouldn't want to plug it when it is like this. Like so I so I I tried playing Zelda in tabletop mode, and you know what occurred to me? Yeah, that screen's too far away. <laughs> like I just felt like that's a small screen. Being even this distance from it didn't feel comfortable to me. I have consider, to go handheld. It's going to be like, did yeah. you consider moving the distance? Yeah. Um, well, but think mean, about it. Like, if it's sitting <laughs> closer. Yeah, get a smaller chair. <laughs> put it right on the table. It seems like a bit yeah. of effort. Yeah. Well, I, see, I think in I have a family, right? Mm-hmm. So I think in, in terms of uh, families you see in commercials where you're like, you're on a road trip and you're staying at a hotel or something. And it's like, you can entertain the kids by propping this up and letting them play Mario Kart. Yep. And the only thing that stands in the way of the enjoyment is when the battery's out, you go, no, you're going to have to change something. And like, I thought this was such a cool pro- concept that it is a, you know, it is a little TV that you yeah. can prop up. Yeah. And so that was just a weird thing to me that they didn't make this, uh, make this yeah, just but that's a an accessory solution. then that you buy, right? Sure. Yeah. That's something There's a solution. Can make. There yeah. are a solution. lot of accessories. Like you can't though. prop up your iPad when you buy one. You buy sure. a case that sure. does that, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's no, part sure. of it, but it doesn't get in the way of charging something it. Something else we might yeah. see is, uh, I know they exist for GoPro, like a little clamp thing that is flexible, like it has a stand that is flexible. So you they can showed move that around on, uh, and, uh, the reveal time, like on the Did car trip. They the had the yeah, car attached to the headrest. If you go to yeah. back to the very first reveal trailer, yeah. you can like see I it, remember that. Yeah. it slides yeah. in. But yeah, I do think there'll be a ton of stands for this thing. That's like yeah. the simplest solution. It'll be cheap. So it's not a yeah. big deal. It's just, you know, the, like when I look at this machine, like it has so many great ideas and just mm-hmm. so many, it feels so good. And that's the thing that's uh, surprising to me is also on the UI front. Like yeah. when you look at how 
uh, if it has a wired connection. So if you connect an AC, uh, if you connect the AC adapter, uh, not the AC oh, adapter, what do you call it? The wireless adapter that basically connects via USB. Mm-hmm. There's a USB slot on the back or two on the side, whichever one you choose. It will automatically detect those settings, and uh, you can just test connection and set it up that way. Um, if you have those settings set up, rather, it will switch to them immediately the minute it's plugged in. Uh, okay. Same thing with wireless. Once you unplug it, it starts searching for wireless and will immediately, if it oh, has access, really cool. connect. Um, we can't connect at hotels yet because uh, you know the, any of the Wi-Fi that you have to sort of sign off on something and agree. Uh, the day one update will have that apparently oh, unlocked. Awesome. Uh, there's a day one update that's going to activate that. The eShop. Um, friends. Network. Yeah, Nintendo account. Activate uh, just friends? friends. Yeah. How many friends are now? You can't Finally. have friends until Nintendo says you can have friends. <laughs> Fair. Any bug fixes in the first patch? Uh, well, that ties into potentially. They didn't say uh, that they'd be fixing this, but the one issue we've run into, and Brendan and I have had different experiences on this, mm-hmm. uh, is that uh, while playing Zelda, if the machine is docked, but the controllers, the Joy-Con are separated, um, there is an intermittent issue that happens. I feel like it happened two or three times in like what felt like 20 hours of Zelda where the left uh, Joy-Con desyncs. I've seen people tweet about issues specifically with the left Joy-Con. Yeah, yeah. and so basically it reminds me of, do you remember in the PlayStation on the PlayStation 3 way back in the day how the Bluetooth, there was this weird bug where the character would keep moving, but you were like, oh, wait, no, I'm not doing that yeah, anymore. Yeah, there was yeah. like a delayed input. Yep, yep. That was intermittent as well. Mm-hmm. That it's similar to that. It's about two to three second duration. I mean, I didn't, I didn't time it, but you lose control, you get it back, and then you're fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's happened to me in like two or three instances. It's uh, happened to me the same. You? I haven't played as much, so I think in the office or at home, both. Yeah, okay. uh, yes. but only yeah, only not Bluetooth interference caused by one million it's devices only when you that have I it, like in the grip or if it's separate. Like I've never had it when I was in. Uh, it's part of the the, the switch. Mm-hmm. Only okay. with Joy Cons out like, uh, the uh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I think actually if, uh, maybe you won't see it until like next week, but like for like the walkthrough I was recording, like for the first area, there's a part where I'm just like strafing a guy and I keep strafing just like, okay, stop strafing, attack now. Okay, kids, so let's fight now. (laughs) But yeah, that was like, I was really weirded out by that. Um, Obviously very excited to move on to Zelda, but can I just ask what you all think of the UI? I was going to ask about that too. Yeah. So you've used the menu a bunch. I have. Right? Uh, very. I think it's really smart. I think uh, in terms of the settings, uh, there's quick settings that you can activate by just long pressing the home button and you'll be able to adjust brightness, set it into airplane mode, uh, little things like that. Um, it's very minimalist. It doesn't feel charming by visual appearance, mm-hmm. but it is by sound. Right. Each tier, so you have your, your profile tier, you have your game tier on the second level, and then on the third tier is... Uh, what is on th- oh just like options album eShop, e-shop things like that news, yeah. so these are like each tile based pages yeah and each has a different well no it's one page and those are the three tiers on it oh i um, see i see and each one, each one you select has, makes a different sa- like kind of a different sound like i like good ui on. sounds I'm a big yeah fan it's really like little charming things like I that are in there interesting um when you launch like a game like zelda mm. You launch first, and then it asks which account do you want to play this game on. Yeah, it asks every time instead by the of way. making uh, the yeah. account first and then playing the game. So yeah. that is a little odd. And you can create uh, that. No, actually, it's I, really I like smart because it. well, because then in the your, UI, you're not yeah. technically in an account, right? Yeah, you just That's see right. all yeah, the you're, accounts. You're on the, seeing on the top everything. Screen. Yeah, huh. it was almost designed uh, with a parent in mind. <laughs> you uh, feel yeah. because you you kind of can choose your different um, who's going to play now. That's pretty interesting. Uh, you just got to hope that's like, there isn't a way to lock your account. And I think that's mm-hmm. something they need to put in yeah. next. Um, sure because if accounts. you know, if, if you have kids, if one of them touches your Zelda save file, you might 
you might just lose it. Well, I know uh, with I've the... had 30 hour save files deleted before. Thank you very oh. much. Yeah. I know yeah. with the Wii U, certain games implemented that. There were certain games yeah. that had accounts locked so that mm-hmm. other people couldn't play as right. you, uh, which is always an option yeah. for something like Zelda. And maybe the parental controls have that, but since it's all done through the app, I haven't had any experience yeah. with any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but, but that's something I think they need to add is just a way to lock a profile because you know, I, I just, I, on Xbox One, that's a thing that I really yeah. appreciate. That if I yeah. was sharing the console with someone, I have my own code to get into my account and get to my games. Or, uh, or you know, uh, or, not. or not. Yeah. Do you think that the interface, like the sparse design is a 1.0 and that they will go a, a, a bit more with the kind of old charm factor? I mean, think about 3DS where you can like paste stuff all over your home screen and customize it and unlock stuff. And with the Wii U, obviously you've got, hello, hello. Right, you There's got all the little guys running around yeah, yeah. and all that. Like, do you it's think, good impression? Do you think? <laughs> do you think they'll go into that direction? I think theme thematically they will. I don't think you're going to be buying. I, I just don't see in the UI reason for them to do the badge center again. Yeah, uh, because yeah. you had all of these little tiles and you were able to sort of zoom out. Whereas this is just a standard row, uh, a template of of icons that you can pick from. But it does let you choose white or black background, so I could see them expanding that. That's what I'm saying. Thematically, yeah, yeah, no, that, no. That's, that was my point. Selection. It is, yeah, yeah. Like you'll be able to put a, that's more than one. Yeah, you'll you'll have like your Zelda background, your Mario background, sure your Splatoon background. Yeah. I think they're going to sell you themes. Um, I, I mean, why wouldn't you? Like, you, you put that in there. Uh, it's, it's, you have yeah. to be. Especially yeah. if you get the special edition NES controller a- attachment or whatever, and then you get the whole theme. I bet yeah. they, That's what they, they, they will make a, yeah. a bigger yeah, deal. Or maybe Amiibo yeah. will do that. Yep, 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 maybe that too. Uh, and that's the, that's another thing is just like, I wonder if their thinking towards Amiibo has changed because at least with the Breath of the Wild set, which we have here, and we should start talking about Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. I'd like to try and talk about this for 10 minutes if possible, only for the sake of listeners who is that good or bad? want to run away and don't oh, want to hear anything because we can but, go on for But you're not spoiling it, we right? We're not spoiling okay. it. This is a spoiler-free discussion, but I still, if, if you're planning to go into the game and just see everything for yourself for the first time, um, we're going to speak vaguely, but we're still going to be talking about things we did. Yeah, yeah I, I'm of the impression there are some people who want to know literally nothing. Yeah, so. so go away for 10 minutes starting now. All right. Oh, <laughs> God. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, Brendan, what... Why don't you kick off? Like, what, really? what, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, uh, tell us about the let's Zeldas. Let's start from the. <laughs> let's start from the Great Plateau. Uh, the minute they, you got off. The minute you got off. Uh, so, where'd you go? I know that you had to review the game, so you took a very specific path mm-hmm. uh, where the game kind of kind of leads you off. Uh, being a guides writer, I got to do that too. But more important to me was getting the map done mm-hmm. because I would love to have uh, by launch an interactive wikis map. You can see any, anything you've missed, any Korok thing or shrine or dungeon or whatever have you. So my goal was yesterday was to find every single resurrection tower, like you saw the Great Plateau, mm-hmm. and to find all the towers in the land. Because when you go to the towers, it's very Assassin's Creed-like and that it now gives you access to the... Scroll! Ubisoft, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think they, they, they patented that. <laughs> um, and I think that's had like some hits and misses. I actually like it um, because... I won't get into you know, detail, but like it's it's not the same when you go to each tower. There are there are different things in play. Okay. So uh, some my, are guarded, some are not. Yeah. So my path took me towards the center of the map, and things got a little hairy. Uh, I was under some sniper fire for a bit. Mm. Uh, then I veered off left, went to like the north top northwest quadrant, which was like kind of dangerous territory, and I could tell that I wasn't supposed to be there. Keep in mind also, how, how could you tell? 
Uh, because everything killed me in one hit. Well, he's also running <laughs> yes, around with, with, that. Yeah, with I was three also hearts. running around with yeah. three hearts, and I chose not to wear clothes. Why would you do that? For the fun of it. Don't well, shame him. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I want to write a feature hopefully next week on the adventures of the naked cartographer. Okay. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, it was uh, that's a good beautiful. angle. I like that. It was, it, right. was, it was pretty fun. So like being able to go to, to regions, it gave me almost kind of like a, a feeling of when you're playing like an MMO or uh, some kind of thing where they're like little level-based zones, and you can tell you're not supposed to be there, but you can if you're really determined. Dark Souls and, is a good example of Yeah, that. and really stealthy. So there are parts where I'm like sneaking the grass, like there's like this big like, you know, enemy over there, and it's like, okay, just gonna hope he doesn't see me. I mean, that's so and then exciting. like I just run to a cliff and just jump off and then just like float across the canyon. Like look down and the canyon, <clears> like in any other game, those canyons would be like pits your dad, start over. There were things down there, mm-hmm. and it would take me probably like half an hour to get back up out of the canyon. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I have to make this jump. If not, I'm screwed. Yeah. Um, but just doing that was like really fun, and like I learned a lot of new things. I saw new areas. There were parts where um, the temperature would change dramatically, and be like, "It's getting kind of hot in here." Well, you're not oh, wearing my clothes. My spear's too. on fire. <laughs> my shield's wow. on fire. I'm on fire. My temperature <laughs> gauge is on fire. I'm dead. Ow. Yeah. I even blinked. Yeah. It sounds daunting and it sounds awesome. This, this, game, is, this, sounds this great. game is not kidding around. I'm saying that has made me 10 times more excited. Oh, yeah. Lots yeah. of a map I can go to where it's going to be terrifying. Yeah. So, so the most addictive thing that happens when you get off the Great Plateau is that now you have access to the paraglider. And I, I mean this when I say this. And you can take this as, you know, the inspiration could be linked to like Far Cry or other games have had, like Batman mm-hmm. has a way to get around in terms of gliding. But in Zelda, it is so satisfying to find a high peak and then just jump off and like fly off into the distance, mm-hmm. sort of scanning the horizon, looking for the thing you want to do next or looking for the next thing that catches your eye. And one of the things that I really enjoy about the experience so far is I always feel like I never know what's going to happen next. And I've been playing for a long time. You know, and I still feel like when it rains, now I, you know that changes what's going to happen, for yeah. example. Like I can't climb rock surfaces because now they're slippery oh man and you slide so down um it's crazy for me to think to like you know when i played a link to the past never did i think that link would be able to basically fly one day mm-hmm. just by himself never yep. did i think that rain would make surfaces like that slippery and yeah. or that, that i would have to cook to survive or that i would have to pay attention to a temperature gauge. it's yeah. amazing that, like no. the, the logic that most games you'd be able to go like normally if i was in real life this should work like this it actually does in zelda yeah, like you know, yeah, the logic that other games take for granted, I feel like Zelda on actually delivers on. Like I came up cool. with an uh, 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 inventive way to solve a puzzle that I did not think would work, and but according to the properties of the game and the relation to the, how I applied my logic, it absolutely worked. So do you think there are um, multiple ways to solve different puzzles? Oh, definitely. I, sure. I think so. I think and a, I, a lot of them, at least. I think to an extent... Um, I don't want to say too much no, because I don't that, that's going to screw that up. Yeah, but this was one of those things where I actually missed the element in the room I needed. The, the mm. last piece of the puzzle that I needed, I was, I, I just, I don't know, I, I'm tired. Like I was playing a lot. <laughs> uh, and I was like, well, I could use this. And I just tried and it worked. And I was like, oh wow. my, like how many games do you apply the rules of the world to what you do? And yeah, it ends up actually lot. happening. And I think it says yeah. a lot about the world at large. Like they've, they've gone on record saying that. The Breath of the Wild, like the world itself, is alive. It's it's its own kind of dungeon. Yeah. And to that point, like there are many places you explore where like there are puzzles baked into the environment 
not like that, like they, they stop your progression, but like there are things you can do or ways you can get somewhere and there are multiple avenues of how you can mm-hmm. do it. And yeah. some you need to like, you know, use what runes you have or some you get like, I have my glider or is it raining or like, what can I do here? And I think there's a lot of ways to go around almost any place you find. It's yeah. not a progression lock system like the, the hook shot would be, for example, in a mm-hmm. classic Zelda game. Where it, it, it's not, but... Um, it does introduce something that none of us took into account. Okay. Uh, I will say that. Um, that that's hype. I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't want to do that to you. If you're still here and you're listening and you're watching, I'm really sorry. Okay, there's four minutes left. So I, I, you guys should ask questions because Brendan and I can talk in vague statements all day and we're only getting you more excited. Storytelling. I mean, how how excited, how good is it? How How is this game uh, compare to previous games? Obviously, Skyward Sword, you know, I, I enjoyed the game. It, it had some it had some faults, but what I thought it did really well is build up to this emotional moment, yeah. and then really kind of cre- like show this friendship between the characters. It, Even like a guy you thought you were the was the bad guy essentially yeah. in the beginning. Right? No, they they do some really smart world building. Uh, the cutscenes are where you learn a lot about the relationships between these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the relationships are d- deep, and in some cases dark, and in some cases not how you were expecting them to be. Mm. Um, I, I think it's just one of the things that has kind of really sort of made me really excited about this game is that for a 30 year old franchise, they found a way to reinvent almost so many things about the game and character is one of them. Um, I think they do a really good job with the early going of the story so far because you are trying to understand your place in that world. If yeah. I can just put it that way, uh, to be as, as gentle as possible. Sounds lovely. Uh, what I was actually going to ask is just what's your favorite and least favorite things about it based on what you played without any spoilers. Mm. Okay. You go first. I can oh, think my. <laughs> All right. Without um, spoilers. Uh, without spoilers. Um, I think it is what I said earlier, just the idea that I don't quite... I, I've played this game for hours on end and I still am finding things that are new that I didn't expect. This, this concept of reinvention. Like I'll see an enemy and I'll be like, wait, is that... Uh, like an Octorok or something and then see what it does now and go, holy sh... Like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what, what was that? Um, just the idea that, like, they really uh, found some smart ways to change the things that you you know of the series for the mm-hmm. past 30 years and, like, just spin them on their head. But without know? losing its identity, right? Yeah, or its spirit. Uh, in yeah, a lot you told of me about a weapon. I don't want to give it away, but you told me about something that you use and, like, we're so used to how it works in, in Zelda games and it just oh, doesn't, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I, I mean, I guess we could yeah. say that, but we're going up on two minutes. Uh, so the <laughs> Lazolfo uh, boomerang uh, oh, yeah. th- that you have in the game, it's a, it's a weapon that you can swing at enemies with, you know, to, like, standard melee mm-hmm. attack. You know how there's a throw button? Well, if you throw it, it'll go out and you have to catch it when it comes back. Oh, cool. You have to catch it. You have to press the button. And if you Link throw it and in closed spaces, it'll hit a wall and fall down. Yeah. So you have to go run in front of it. What get you it. don't catch it? Uh, you lost it. It, it can sail past you. Uh, if you're on a cliff, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you can wow. chase after it and go find it if you missed it. Yeah, so, but, yeah. but it's like it becomes an expert tool rather than wow. the, you know, like the item you always get in a Zelda game is a boomerang mm-hmm. and like it's magically always returns to yeah. you. But with this one, it's like you got to make an effort. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they've changed a lot of things that like were usually like staples and they've reinvented how you envision those those items or those key elements mm-hmm. in different ways, and I like what they've done with that. Yeah. In terms of what is the most disappointing, I, I hate to take a, a cop out, but it is this touchscreen thing for now. Really? Like, I just, I, it is. It's very minor. It, it is super minor. And right. that's, that's the thing that is kind of bugging me. I'm like, well, what is bad about this? And I'm yeah. still trying to kind of, uh, well, yeah, uh, experience wise, you do have some dips here and there. Yeah. Um, 
still unsure what causes them, uh, whether it's too many effects or too many enemies or both. Um, definitely not slideshow worthy, but you're in the mid 20 frames and you notice when it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you um, do, but I don't think it has killed my enjoyment in any way, shape, no, or that's, form. Yeah, that's and some games are that smart. Some sandboxes are that smart. They can do that. 30 seconds, Brendan, hurry. Oh, 30 seconds? <laughs> okay. Well, I just really like the exploration factor that everywhere I go, I find something that I can go look for no matter where I'm going, mm-hmm. no matter what I want to do or how I want to break the system. As, a, as you could say it, like I find things everywhere 15. and they're always fun. As far as not liking, uh, so far, I've only played a little bit. I would say Enemy Variety, so far, is not that diverse. Okay. He did it. All right. Nailed it. You can come back. Uh, that was five seconds left. So you, this, all this because you wanted to keep this spoiler free for people, yeah? yeah. I did, yeah. Uh, I just, I, welcome I, back. I, I can talk about, yeah. yeah, sorry if you left. Uh, we're here. We are. Um, let's talk about uh, the question block. So we asked for questions from uh, listeners on Twitter, and we got a bunch, which I have right here. And if we run out, we, I can always pull out my laptop and try to get some more. Uh, so uh, first one comes from Justin, who says, hey, love the show. Switch covers are awesome. Can't believe it's almost here. Is there a car charger for the Switch? Uh, road trips with the kids are a lot more manageable with Mario Kart 8. But with battery life being a concern, some kind of car charger would be huge for someone like me. Have you heard of anything like this? I believe there is a car charger. I'm not entirely... Have you ordered one yet? That's why no, I, I, saw, I saw one on the Japanese website, so I assume it's, it's you know, available I, here. There's a, they're third-party solutions. Yeah. But it's a, sta- it's a standard port. Yeah, I kind of yeah. want to check now. I might do that tonight, like... Because um, my I, my car charger has a little USB okay. attachment, so I'm gonna see if it actually holds the charge and if it, you know, can still do a plane or if it's like the PC where it kind of slowly depletes. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely okay. check that out. Okay, uh, so um, actually, this is kind of a twist on Alana's question uh, <laughs> earlier with Zelda. Uh, Nick from Montreal sent in a question. He asked, "Okay, now that you've had a while pl- some time playing Nintendo Switch, uh, what's been your biggest dis- uh, surprise and your biggest disappointment um, with the system?" The itself? Yeah, uh, and then he just names his uh, going back to the January Switch announcement. My biggest surprise at the time uh, was the big emphasis Nintendo was putting on motion controls um, and you know these fancy new Joy-Con. Um, yeah, so he just mentions what, what his surprise was, at least. Mm-hmm. From the new console being out, I was wondering if there was any other bigger surprises to the public on March 3rd. Um, Good question. Yeah, the biggest surprise to me was just how not like the Wii U this feels. Uh, and I'm talking about from a UI system perspective. Uh, it just feels so far and away smarter. Even with, with, with 3DS, like how long did it take for a little shortcut to show up in the top corner of the bottom screen to mm. just access yeah. quick options? It took years. Yeah. It felt like forever. The point about quick shortcuts, I think my biggest surprise was how quickly I could put the game in and play it. Mm-hmm. And in this day and age, being able to play a, a big game like that without having to wait for like a five hour install, oh, install? time and no. then day one patches and like, oh, I got to wait. Just, I just pushed it in, played, booted yeah. up. I yeah. missed that. Took like Obviously, seconds. we will get a day one system yeah. update, but yeah. Nintendo says it's polite too. It, it downloads in the background. Uh, yeah, yep. I believe so. so yeah. So um, you're not locked out. It's, it can be really frustrating when yeah. you're excited about a game. Like I know my kids, I brought home Halo Wars 2 and they're like, woohoo. Or like and they Final put it Fantasy, in like, where I had to wait like, yeah. giant download. And yeah. It was like a two-hour install time for Final Fantasy. Yeah, you yeah. just pop in a card and you're ready to go. And the cards are tiny, in case you guys haven't seen that. Um, yeah. uh, in terms of the biggest disappointment, oh, wow. I would say right now, you uh, just like your kids. <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening to the show, Pear just tried to put the Zelda Breath of the Wild cartridge oh, in his mouth. crazy small. Uh, 
Yeah, it's really small, really big connectors. It's on the really back. tiny. Uh, biggest disappointment for me, big, biggest disappointment for me has been that uh, I think that the way I'm playing Zelda in very long, hard marathon sessions um, is affecting the charge time on the system. More specifically, affecting the charge of the system when it comes out. So the system gets hot yeah. when it's in dock mode, and I, I'm playing like five, six hours. Yeah. Um, and I'm noticing when I pull it out, it'll say something, even though it's been docked the whole time, it'll say something like 83%. And I'm mm. like, well, wait a minute. Mm. You've been in the dock the whole time. Um, I think Zelda is taxing this thing mm-hmm. to its limit. Yeah. Um, but I do think that that does put a bit of a sour face on this promise of home console. That is portable. Concerning. Yeah, it is concerning. Uh, Got to play more games to see what else gets. So this happens even when way. you start off at 100% or when you're, do you know? If, I haven't if checked okay. it if it was, so I've got to double check that. All I know is that um, that that has been something that I'm still trying to figure out. So I, I, I will say so far, disappointment yeah. in progress. Yeah. If that's allowed. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I that. hope there's no long form issue of it potentially kind of burning itself out at some point. I hope not too. Um, and again, I'm, I'm definitely not playing this the way it was possibly intended. But yeah. then again, I mean, People when you make a design, you, you got to. Is it always this fast, or yeah, is it is there like yeah. a full power down where it will it will take longer to wake no, up? Even even from power down, it's pretty fast. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty quick, and the load times on Zelda are really really short. Yeah. Um, I, I, the Wii U pretty version awesome. felt like forever at E three, but we'll see. Like that wasn't optimized. Do Do I need sleep mode, or can I close? Am uh, I okay to close? Just play sleep mode. Yeah. No, I want to turn it off yeah, all the way. I want to see. Oh, so go to power options. Okay. Got that. Oh, okay. you did it wrong. Yeah, do it again. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, didn't want to, like, if you didn't save Zelda yeah. or something, I didn't want to ruin it. You got a disappointment, Brendan, before we move on? Um, I mean, assuming they fixed that Joy-Con thing bugging out, mm-hmm. uh, that was my only really big gripe so far. Okay. Uh, trying to think. Spinning it on. Uh, just that, what I talked about with the AC thing, just all about, like, little little tiny things, like the, the big brick is kind of hard, and then the whole charging, like, there's always something to charge, and I feel like I don't have enough outlets, or I, I need to find some outlet to charge something, whether it's Joy Cons or it's the console itself, or the dock, mm-hmm. or the Pro Controller. There are a lot yeah. of accessories here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, yeah, I didn't run into that the first day, and you were here when I like I, I basically like right out of the box set it up to play Zelda, and was worried that the Joy Con wouldn't make it, and they did. Um, we sat through the whole session. I didn't have a charging grip, and they hadn't charged more than the what, 10 minutes that it was plugged in? Yeah. Um, so I, I would just say that your situation is going to be different depending on very uh, you know, where you live and how many adapt, how many your wall plugs habits. you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and your gaming habits, uh, et cetera. Uh, so we got a question from Luca. I got a fancy pair of AirPods. I wonder if the Switch is compatible with Bluetooth headphones. Luca, the answer is no. Um, so far, nothing in the UI seems to suggest that Bluetooth headphones are a thing. Uh, I hate to be the one to tell you. I think Nintendo France finally said it too, or at least I saw a thread on Gap yeah. that said that. Um, it's poss- It <clears throat> obviously supports Bluetooth. I'm sure it's possible to do this software-wise, but you know, yep. I don't know that they're falling over themselves to do it because it is a portable. Yeah. Tool, right. Yep. Uh, Step at a time. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, can you use the Pro Controller when uh, in tabletop mode once synced to the system? This is from Ken. You know the answer to this? Uh, wait, what's that? Uh, can yeah. you use the Pro Controller yeah. when it's in tabletop mode? Yeah. Yeah, you can use any controller you want. I, know, I mean, you are holding Look. the console and Pear is controlling uh, it. Like, that's, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, and you can wake it with any 
any controller that is connected to the system as long it's as nice. you're pressing the home yep. button. And if you do switch controllers mid-game, uh, it just asks you to press L and R simultaneously on the controller you're going to use, and then once you verify that, press A. And you're in. I just am so impressed. So Wii U, it was a nightmare. Oh, to, yeah. To, to, to sync, sync everything? Anything. And to, to get Wii off U. the Wii remotes it and the Wii tablets? Yeah. It was it, it just, it was unbelievably frustrating. Like, and okay, I only. Hang on. Oh, this one. All right, hang on. Okay, wait. Go back to this one. one this one. this oh, one's not wait. working. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just was never. Uh, like, the, and the fact that once you just click the Joy-Con onto the system, it pairs them with that system. So mm-hmm. if I took the Joy-Con off of your Switch and put them on mine, they're now paired to my system and I have four controllers ready to it go. It knows! Yeah. yeah. Like, it is so much better. I cannot, I cannot stress that, that enough. That is awesome. That's nice, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, we got a question from Michael. Just wondering if it'd be possible to get, uh, and we haven't answered this in a while, so we're going to answer it. Uh, either or both NVC alumni Rich George and Andre Drake on Nintendo Voice Chat as guests. It's been a few years since they left. They joined Nintendo in different capacities. Would love to talk to them. Michael, I, I feel for you, man, but you know what? We can't. Like, uh, so Rich's job is pretty out of the spotlight. And same thing with Audrey. Audrey works for Treehouse. Like, they yeah. don't come, they don't let her out of that Treehouse very often. Um, E3. Yeah, E3, maybe. And even then, like, to get someone, once you're with a big corporation like that, you need permission. Yeah. And you have to go through like eight people to get it. So, fun um, NVC story. Um, I don't know if everyone knows, but I was actually on NVC during the Rich George days. You just never saw me. Because I was the guy playing the game while they were talking about it in well, the background. Right. No way. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't like that was, that was my that. first. I have a huge problem with that. <laughs> he does. I just so want to say, no one puts Graver in a corner. I was, all I'm saying. I was so honored that <laughs> yeah. they're like, do you want to play the game while we, we talk about it? I'm like, a chance to show off my skills while they talk? <laughs> I don't I even want, need to talk. How long like, ago was that? Oh, that was like years ago, like three years, I think. Yeah, it's ancient That's history. That's crazy. Yeah. But it's not, it's not long, for lack I'm of time. We, we, we always extend uh, invites to uh, IGN alums. And uh, it's just we tough. Try. It depends Especially on the companies they work exactly. on. Actually, if you're tuning in for our live stream, uh, our uh, Save Point live stream. I haven't talked about Jerry that. Petty. Into. Jerry Petty is on it. Wait, you why don't you tell people what Save Point is? Why I bring up the next question. So Save Point, uh, we've had Stephen Lynn on the show, of mm-hmm. course, and him and Frank Cifaldi are working on this awesome project to uh, save important video game history and that means both digital data backups so things that could be disappearing because there's no physical media to store them out on or the cartridges are gone but also you know gaming hardware advertisements all that kind of stuff and and steve talked about this a little bit and so uh we are doing this uh live stream with them where we're going to show show off uh, rare collectibles you're going to see games being played that you I've may never have been never played. seen before and I, th- I think there was a title that's never been played on yeah uh, i'm playing a game before. that has never been played before. Oh, yeah. yeah it's that's uh, awesome it's crazy exciting and i think so the idea is we're live streaming with them to try and uh I, I mean, it's a, it's a charity. We're trying yeah. to help them raise money. Right. Um, yeah. Basically. Or a nonprofit. Yeah. Yeah. The idea being that, you know, uh, what's a recent example? We're having fun. She's talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scalebound was recently canceled. Yeah. Like what this charity is intended to do is like they could be the people who could pitch to get a build of what Scalebound was meant to be or mm. games that were in existence but no longer are yep. or just stopped development for whatever reason. And I think this is super exciting. Yeah, I think it's going to be super them. fun. When we talked about like there's even murkiness around the release date of a popular game like Mario. Right, like they are, they are dedicated to preserving the history to make sure that it isn't lost just because somebody edits a Wikipedia in- entry and falsifies. Yeah, and, it well, and also um, so, a lot of the documentation.
conversation from the early uh, era of video games is gone, right? Yep. Everything was kept in paper yeah. records. Some of that stuff was not documented or transferred to digital, transferred to computers, or floppy disks have gotten so out of, like, you, yep. you can lose information so easily yeah. in that it's time. Like the so, desert pile that we found. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah which yeah. at one point people thought it was a myth yeah. until they dug it up and said, it's not a myth. It's right here. Right That's really here. happened. But like, even when the people who buried it said, no, it's true. We actually did it. People like scoff, 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 scoff. Yeah. Right? Like now <laughs> there's proof. So, um, but, scoff, but scoff. tune in for this. So this this <laughs> is happening on Monday. Yes. Um, you know, a couple of, I, I think like five hours of, yep. of live streaming of this rare stuff. Uh, a lot of us on there, a lot of friends from the industry, from, uh, gaming publications and, uh, good old, uh, Jared Petty, uh, yeah, Jared Petty is coming back for it as well. So yeah. it should and be it's like, uh, really thinking about one thing that I always remember, uh, was this tech demo. There was footage online somewhere of, uh, Banjo 3 and what it was supposed to look like, I believe, on the N64. Oh, wow. It was just like it showed off a couple of new uh, kinds of shoes that you could wear that would do different things. And that game obviously never came out. We got nuts and bolts. Yeah. And it's like, I wish I could play that. Wow. Yeah. Thankfully, getting ukulele very soon, which, uh, when is that coming out on Switch? You guys know? Uh, I don't know. I think it's it's on launch, which all the ukuleles launch, I mean. Um, and that's super exciting. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. orders from the Wii U to Switch when they changed that. I just did I kickstarted it. And yeah, I, me too. I almost forgot this to, to change the order when they said uh, no more Wii U versions or do we right. Switch versions. Yeah, no. it's going to be a great game to play on the go. Yeah. Uh, so this one comes from Dennis Vogel, who says, a uh, long-time listener, first-time writer. I don't know if that's true, Dennis. I feel like I've seen your name before. <laughs> um, now that <laughs> you've spent records. countless hours of, I'm just kidding, uh, playing Breath of the Wild, how comfortable are you with the various controller setups for long play sessions? Which setup did you end up using for the most uh, time when you played Zelda? Uh, first. I've used the grip for the most time, <laughs> but I feel like I might want to try the Pro Controller. I haven't tried that one yet. Uh, but then using the Joy-Cons I did this morning, and it felt fine too. Um, but yeah, but the, I was using the grip. Then I think uh, half the other half of the day, I was just using it in tablet mode with uh, Joy-Cons on either side, and that was really good. Wait. I would just like sit back in bed with my sore throat. Yeah. Playing I've used that. all three. Um, Wait, did you just all... T- yeah, oh, just saw a throw. I was like, because I used all Don't three. Don't cry for me. I was Aww. playing Switch all day. <laughs> Look at all those options. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I lived. Um, wow. I did so, want to ask, is it comfortable using uh, tablet mode for a long time? Especially if you're laying down, like, does it get weighty? Or no. if you're playing sort of in wavy. your lap, does really? yeah, it I, I thought it was. Huh. Yeah. It wasn't for me. I, I, thought, I think it gets a little weighty, um, but it... it, it uh, it just feel. I'm just scared to drop the thing. Honestly, yeah. like that's just my fear because yeah. it is the widest handheld you have ever owned. And that's like true. we have this video where I, I, you know, we we put out a preview video and I, I sort of talk about what the 48 hours with the system was like, and. Yeah, we, it's the widest console you've ever owned, like handheld console you've ever owned, but then you put it next to an Xbox One and you're like, man, you are tiny yeah, compared to that thing. It is really um, And even PS4. Uh, but uh, moving on. Again, that's a um, console right there. It's crazy. Yeah, it's can crazy. Can you still see it? Uh, so <laughs> Lee Morris is asking if we can comment on the quality of standby mode and its drain on the battery. Uh, is it more like 3DS or more like Vita? Um, uh, thanks, loves the show and the amazing music uh, between segments. Lee, if you're still listening, I'm sorry that we did so much visual talk this episode. <laughs> but uh, why don't you talk about that? Uh, what, did, have you had experience with that? I haven't seen too Standby? much. Okay. Uh, yeah, I put it in sleep mode a lot. Like when I just went and did something else for a yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, Are you guys Vita players? I mean, do you know yeah, the yeah. infamous standby? It's like a nuclear reactor somehow. Like, really? Sucks out all battery power. Wait, on Vita? On you mean Vita? A, no. 
on Vita, it's actually pretty good because standby is just instantaneous. No, no, no. I mean, the battery consumption on standby. Oh, oh no, the battery consumption on standby is it was really bad. Oh no, uh, I I don't remember it being bad. So maybe, maybe I'm crazy. Yeah. It was a PSP. I think you're thinking of 3ds, but I mean, no. newsflash: 3ds uh, was suffered a lot of battery drain because of Street Pass. Street Pass is Wi-Fi the whole time. It's trying to connect to something else. Okay, um, maybe it's it a feels PSP. more like PSV. Yeah, I think you're right. It feels more like a PS Vita to me. Um, so I, I, uh, we'll, we'll check back in spoilers, girl. What you doing? You're looking at they the album. Can't see it. I know, but you're getting spoiled. You don't <gasps> want to see that looking stuff? at how pretty it you know is. How many photos I took? Link is- She's looking at my album. I'm on the switch. Don't show me anything. All right. Uh, one more question and then we got to go. Jose keeps on disappearing into a room to play this game. And then he comes out all like bleary. I, I don't want to know. I, I don't want to know. Late last night as well. And I walked past him on some, I'm not going to say what it was, but I just walked past and was like, holy crap that's gorgeous and like the setting i was just like wow i really didn't expect that to be in this game and i was like you know what i'm gonna walk away right now before i see any more of that but it looked amazing she also yeah. scared the living daylights out of me i was like oh my god Wait, what? who's here um uh Looking for mm. more questions? Okay. I, I just, I'm not sure if I know what this question is, but we're going to roll with it. Uh, this is from Sean, who says, I like, to, I like keeping the top of my entertainment uh, center clean and free of console components, knickknacks, etc. But because of the Switch's design and having to slide the console in and out of the dock, I may have to cave and hang it up there. Do you know if the dock lays flush when laid on its back? Also, mm. uh is it still as easy to slide the console in and out of the dock? I wasn't sure the cables would get in the way or if the sliding. Put so the I can. So on I can. So first, first and foremost, uh, Sean, can you just come up to the the close up shot? Great. So you have options when you feed your cable through here. You can actually just have them force them through the side. Uh, although it does have that, they can also drag down here. So you could technically lay it like this. I don't think that's still a great idea because... They didn't want to, yeah, first I, of all. I they, asked them that yeah. in New York, and they were like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. It can be It was done. very easy for me to just put it in when it yeah. was done. Yeah. I, I just feel like the connection, the weight, like it's also well, very easy to pop You don't out. want to weigh that down. But it's also yeah. sloped. They yeah. did not design this this to be... That was my early question, too. They did not design this to be uh, flush. Uh, it actually yeah. has a slight slope down. Here, yeah. Now, it still sticks in there. Like It's the first thing I tried when I saw this thing, too. Um, it does not have little, it doesn't have little poofy feet, right? Nope. No. Yeah, there's nothing on the underside to actually hold it in. It's like even you know, the Wii little nubs. On yeah. the well, what also oh, yeah. makes it sort of slope a little bit is these hinges right here. Oh, there are right. hinges on the back yeah. that pop out a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you could see that. I'm going to hold that out to you. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. I think the answer is in theory, yes. In theory, yes. Maybe somebody will make a stand for the cradle that makes it straight or something. Mm-hmm. It could happen. Yeah, it could happen. Uh, the, the only thing that we obviously haven't tested is like if you run it like this, docked, will it heat up because the circulation is not as good? You know, it's no yeah. longer it's at the, the, top, at the top, it's at there, the front. Right? Yeah. We yeah. don't know that yet. You could definitely do that, but then again it's also not that tall and also the top of your entertainment center will look lovely no i mean i I don't know i think i think it's all right but it is branded the back looks ugly but obviously that's the part you're supposed to hide yeah exactly it's got so many little you can also super glue it to the side of your credenza (laughs) (laughs) you know it could be cool if if someone uh gets some kind of thing to connect it to a wall like just a wall mount so you could just have it sitting somewhere independently on a wall Uh, and then you just take it out as you leave yeah put the cables through the wall make it all fancy yeah. Wow. Why don't do they it. do that? Turn <laughs> down my house. 
<laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of February 23rd. And Switch launches next week. That's a big deal. Thank you so much for watching, for listening. We have a special episode uh, coming up uh, all about the launch and what's left to say. I mean, we'll definitely have played more launch games. We'll have more to talk about with 1-2-Switch um, and Just Dance and Bomberman. There's so many things to talk about. So uh, make sure you check back here either on the podcast feed or on uh, YouTube.com slash Nintendo Voice Chat. Thank you, Brendan. Thank you, Alana. Thank you, Pear. Where can they find you on the internet? Go at the Pear IGN. As the Pear IGN. I am at Charalanazad. At Taraga underscore Fraga. It's two G's in each one. And make sure you check out Safe Point. That is a big deal. Big, big uh, thing you should check out. Very cool in terms of what's happening. And it's for a foundation that really deserves the help. Yeah, it'll be on uh, YouTube.com slash IGN, Twitch.tv slash IGN and uh, Facebook as well. So Yeah, everywhere or just on the IGN homepage. IGN Bam. homepage, yeah. Basically everywhere that you can watch this, uh, it will be. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that's it. Thank you for watching and we'll be back next week with more Nintendo Voice Chat. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.